I'm thankful. I'm thankful for every person that God puts his hand on and calls them into the work of God. Now, <clears throat> having said that, uh, there have been those that at times through the years have felt that maybe they were called and we gave them this opportunity on Tuesday night. And uh, I feel like as a pastor, it is, it is um, good for me to be able to uh, hear them behind the pulpit and get a feel for their burden and their vision. And, and it helps me as a pastor to help direct them. Some through the years have uh, gone on to realize that it was not a call to the ministry, but perhaps a call to something else. And, uh, and so we have, we have traditionally, up until, as I said a few years ago, taken this night uh, to hear some voices that we don't normally hear uh, during church. And uh, when we made the decision that we were going to move the Tuesday night meal to a Sunday morning, I started feeling like it might be good to go back and dig the old tradition out and hear from some fresh voices on this Tuesday night. And so we're going to do that again tonight. And uh, one thing that I appreciate about the Truth Church, through the years, you have always given grace to uh, younger men or those that, uh, uh, you know, I, I could bring a preacher in here and, and for the most part, you folks would just respond to that preacher it didn't matter if you'd never heard them, never heard of them, but you responded. And I appreciate that about the members of the Truth Church. That's not found everywhere. It's really not. In fact, you can talk to men who have evangelized and they'll tell you that it usually takes several services before a church warms up to people and, and finally starts responding to them. And, and it's just a part of it. But, but I'm thankful that at the Truth Church, uh, you have a love, number one, for the Word of God. And it doesn't matter the vessel that delivers it. It's God's Word. And number two, you have a love for the ministry. And we've had young men, very young men, stand behind this pulpit. And you have responded to them as you would a seasoned minister. And I'm thankful for that. I'm especially thankful for it because I've been there. I've been there. I know what it is. My first message that I ever preached, I was 13 years old. And I'm glad the church didn't treat me like some little boy that didn't know what he was talking about. But they, they and, and honestly, that's exactly who I was. But they didn't treat me that way, Brother Goff. They, they honored what I had to say, and they responded as I preached. And I know that many of you will find this hard to believe, but the fact of the matter is I only preached about uh, maybe 10 minutes, my first sermon, and five of that was repeating what I'd said in the first five. And, and that's true. That's a fact because... I had an aunt who had come to hear me and uh, she made it a point to inform me that once I had said something, I didn't have to go back and say it again. And um, so, um, 
be that as it may. I, I've always had a heart for young ministers and ministers getting a start uh, regardless of their age. It's, it's been something that has just been a part of me for many, many, many years. And uh, I'm thankful the Truth Church has ministers that, that uh, have come out of this church and they are, they are scattered from here to yon. And uh, we, we're glad, I'm thankful that I have been able to put some fingerprints on their lives. And um, that's, that's what it's all about, is, is propagating this message. Hallelujah. That's what it's all about. And so tonight, tonight we get to hear some new voices. And uh, they're going to range in age. But, uh, and in fact, we're going to just go, uh, we're going to go through the list based on their age tonight. But uh, we're going to give them some time. And uh, I ask again of you good saints of God, don't, don't, just, don't just treat this like, um, you know, somebody's up here practicing. I, I can't speak for any of those that are going to speak in a few moments, but I can speak for myself. And at the age of 13, I can promise you, I did not step behind that pulpit without having sought God and prayed and asked God to give me direction and give me something to say. Praise God. And, and I preached my first message from the Chronicles. <laughs> and... Uh, because God directed me there. It wasn't even anything I really knew a lot about. You'll have to remember I had only been in the church for about a year at that point. And so I didn't know a lot about the scriptures. But God directed me to that passage. And I still remember what I preached. And again, I'm thankful that the church didn't just say, well, here's, here's a young kid and he's up here practicing. Because it wasn't practice. I felt like I had a word from God. And I'm going to tell you, if I didn't preach to anybody else in that church, I preached to myself that night. I still remember what I preached. I can tell you the title, In God and Not in Man. And the reason that stands out to me is because here I am now, getting close to 50 years of preaching. And I can tell you that over these nearly five decades, I've had to do exactly what I preached that night. I've had to learn how to trust in God and not in man. Hallelujah. And so, again, church, don't, don't look at this as a practice session, but, but give your full attention and give your best response. To each one who speaks tonight. Will you do that? I'm thankful. And, and you know, time may come and one or more may say, ah, I shouldn't have been up there. I, I'm, I'm not a preacher. I'm not, I don't feel that. And if that happens, then tonight really helped to save them. 
Because if they try to pursue a path God didn't call them to, then they're going to be destroyed. They can't make it like that. And so we want to give them the opportunity tonight to say what's on their heart and we're going to get behind them and we're going to back them up and we're going to treat this just like it, it's a voice we know and we recognize. And we're going to respond and see what the Lord will do. Are you with me tonight? Praise God. All right. Where's Brother Kaiser? He's right here waiting on me. All right. Come on, my brother, and uh, preach to us tonight. God bless you. Well, before I say anything, I just want to thank Pastor for inviting me up here and all the guidance and encouragement and for teaching me the truth. I've got the best pastor in the world. Absolutely the best pastor in the entire world. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 23 through 27, Jesus and the disciples went into a boat to cross to the other side of a lake. As they were crossing, a great storm overtook their boat. But the whole time, Jesus was in the stern of the boat asleep. The disciples came running to him, asking him to save them. Verse 26 says, But he said unto them, Why are you fearful? O ye of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. Jesus asked them why they were afraid, because he knew they were going to get to the other side. If God is with you, don't be afraid. He will not let your boat sink. Whatever trial you're going through, just trust in God. Luke chapter 1 verse 33 says, for God, for with God, nothing will be impossible. If you just have faith, God will do great things. In Matthew chapter 21, verse 19, verse 20 through 22, Jesus had just cursed a fig tree, and it totally withered immediately. His disciples asked him how it had withered away so quickly. He answered, and in verse 21 and 22, he says, Assuredly, I say unto you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to this fig tree, but you can also say unto this mountain, be removed and be cast down into the sea, and it will be done. And whatever you ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. What a powerful statement. Praise God. Hallelujah. Brother Jahim. We love this young man as well. And I tell you, I've watched God do so many great things for him and his brother. And it is an amazing, amazing journey that they've been on. And it's been because, number one, the love of God. And number two, the love of the good saints of the Truth Church that have been right there. We love you, Brother Jaheen. Come and preach to us tonight. Praise the Lord, everybody. Is, I count it as an eye honor to be able to speak in front of you all tonight. Uh, I'm a little nervous, but uh, if you were in my shoes doing this for the first time, 
you'd be a little nervous too. And um, I want to thank Pastor for having the confidence uh, in me to do this, kind of as a privilege. Um, thanks, Sister Riggin, for all her prayers and her work and her labor in the church as well. I love my pastor and I love his wife dearly. They are amazing people and thank God for them. And I appreciate you all as well. And what a journey it's, it has been. Thank you for putting out with me for I don't know how long. Sister Johnson and Sunday School and Sister Reba, you guys uh, don't tell any stories, okay? <laughs> but, uh, it's uh, been amazing. I love each one of you. I do uh, feel like I've got something from the Lord tonight. Uh, I've been praying about it, seeking God, uh, studying. So let's just get to it. If you have your Bibles, stand with me to Judges chapter 6 and verse 23 through 24. If you have it, say amen. And the Lord said unto him, talking to Gideon, Peace be unto thee, fear not, thou shalt not die. Verse 24, Then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord and called it Jehovah Shalom, which means the Lord my peace. Unto this day it is yet an Oprah of the uh, those guys. Yes, sir. You may be seated. I'd first like to mention that uh, that very thing, and so and Lord said, "Peace be unto thee. Don't be afraid." Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. I'm with you. He said in verse, sorry, I have to make sure I'm on track. Verse 12, he told Jesus, or the Lord said unto him, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, the Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us, and where be all his miracles, which our fathers told us of, saying, Do not the Lord bring us up from Egypt, but now the Lord hath forsaken us, and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And I want to bring your attention back to verse 13, or verse 23. And the Lord told Gideon, the Lord said unto him, Peace be unto you. Fear not, thou shalt not die. Child of God, during this revival, there's gonna, the devil is going to play some tricks. He's going to attack us and he's going to do some things. But remember what the scripture says. God told him, Peace be unto you. Don't be afraid. God is with us. Amen. Praise God. And so in uh, chapter 7, verse 9, and it came to pass the same night, the, the Lord said unto him, Arise, 
Get thee down unto the host, for I have delivered into thy hand. Amen. That's talking to Lord talking to Gideon about the Midianites. He's delivering the Midianites into his hand. And I said all that to say, to just show you, I've been doing a little studying. So uh, there you go. Amen. And then verse 15 through 25. And it was so when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and the interpretation thereof that he worshipped. And he returned into the host of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord hath delivered into your hand the host of Midian. And he divided 300 men into three companies, and he put a trumpet in every man's hand with empty pitchers and lamps within the pitchers. And let me stop there. As If you know the story, he started out with 32,000, and then he lost about 22,000, and that gives him 10,000. And he and the Lord said, hey, that's too many. There's some that are still scared, still afraid. So he lost about 9,700, which leads you to 300. Amen. Pretty, not that hard of math. I did pass first, second, third, fourth, and fifth grade. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. And he said unto them, look on me, verse 17 of chapter 7. And he said unto them, look on me and do likewise. And behold, when I come to the outside of the camp, it shall be that as I do, so shall ye do. Verse 18, when I blow with a trumpet, and I and, or I and all that are with me, then blow ye the trumpets also on every side of all the camp. And say the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. Verse 19. So Gideon and the hundred men that were with him. Remember he, uh, the Lord told him to have them spread out into three, or three different companies. So I guess 100 there and 100 over here and 100 with Gideon. So Gideon and the hundred men that were with him came unto the outside of the camp in the beginning of the middle of middle watch, and they had but newly set the watch, and they blew the trumpets and broke the pitchers that were in their hands. Verse twenty, and the three companies blew the trumpets and, and broke the pitchers and, and held the lamps in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands to blow with awe. And they cried the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. This is the re I think, I feel like the reason why he blew the trumpets is to let the Midianites know, hey, we're not backing up, but we're going forward. The devil cannot stop us. The enemy's not going to scare us off, but we're going to blow our trumpets, and we're going to let them know that we're marching forward. Amen. Praise God. And so, children of God, child of God, don't be afraid. The enemy will attack, but blow your trumpet. In every service, shout, dance. Let the enemy know that you're still marching forward. Woo, hallelujah. 
Mighty God, mighty God. In verse 21, and they stood every man in his place round about the camp, and all the host ran and cried and fled, and uh, the 300 blew the trumpets, and the Lord set every man's sword against his fellow, even throughout the host, and the host fled to Thank you, Beth Shitta, Shitta, however you say that, and uh, that guy too, and to the border of the Abel, Abel Mehol, that guy. We're just going to skip those guys. Verse 23, and the men of Israel gathered themselves together out of Naphtali, I can say that, haha, and out of, the, out of Ashner, Asher, and out of the Manasseh, and pursued after the Midianites. And the Gideon sent messengers throughout all Mount Ephraim, saying, Come down against the Midianites and, and take before them the waters unto Beth, Bara, and Jordan. Then all the men of Ephraim gathered themselves together and took the waters unto Beth, Bara, and Jordan. And they took two princes of the Midianites, Oreb and Zeb, or Zeb, and they slew Oreb upon the rock of the upon the rock Oreb and Zeb. They slew at the winepress of the Zeb of Zeb, and pursued Midian and brought the heads or Oreb and Zeb to Gideon on the other side, Jordan. I just came to let you know tonight during the mist, and I believe we're still in the midst of revival. I don't, I don't believe God's done. I don't believe we're done seeing souls saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name. I, I don't feel like the truth church has reached our full potential when it comes to seeing sa souls saved. Amen. But, just, but saying all that, the devil is going to attack, like I said, but Remember what the verse, the first couple of verses that I read in chapter 6 of Judges, verse 23 and 24. And the Lord said unto him, Peace be unto thee, fear not. Truth, church, fear not. Fear not, thou shalt not die. Amen. And that's pretty much all I got. And uh, hopefully I was encouraging and... Uh, Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, let's thank the Lord again, everybody. Let's thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Well, thank you, Brother Jaheem. Encouraging word. Amen. I believe every word of it. I believe God's still doing great things. And I believe we need to come to church with our mind made up. We're just going to fight the enemy. God's not concerned with numbers. He can save by many or by few. Well, praise God. Because it's really not us anyhow. It's him. He's the one. He's the one. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen.
And then tonight we're also going to hear from Brother Larson. And we're thankful that God sent the Larson family this way. We really are. We appreciate this family very much. And uh, these girls, I'm telling you, we just, we get excited seeing God continue to work in their lives and what God's doing for them. Brother Larson's not a novice. and He's not just starting out. He's been evangelizing for a while, but we haven't heard him. And so tonight, tonight, he's going to be a new voice here, but this is not a new experience for him. Amen. So Brother Larson, come. Amen. And preach to me tonight. Praise the Lord. God is good, isn't he? I'm so thankful to um, call True Church my home. Uh, this is a beautiful place. You feel the power of God. And uh, I remember the first time that Pastor had me testify before I was even a member here. What I loved, what I felt was prayer, the power of prayer. Because if it, we're just fooling ourselves um, if we're not praying and seeking the Lord before service and Really heartfelt worship and praise. I, I, you know, I cut my teeth on this when I first came into Pentecost, and I'd been searching and searching and looking for a church. And praise the Lord, we have found the true church. Amen. I'm thankful for this church very much because it's a real church. You might not like uh, what is said or what's preached, but you're going to get the truth. And it's the truth of God's word is what's going to change us. So, amen to that. Hallelujah. So, I, I, first of all, before I uh, get do any preaching or anything like that, I just want to tell you, um, I'm so thankful for the leadership of this church. I'm thankful for, um, first of all, our pastor, and we call him Bishop, and uh, Brother Jared, Brother Golf, and Brother um, Nelson. Me and him clicked right away, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just because we like to eat. I don't know, but uh, I love Brother Nelson. I just clicked with him right away. He's just a good guy. That's why he's over evangelism, so that's, that's good. You're in the right place, so amen. God is, God is good. God is good, and uh, I think these young men did a great job. If we just give them a hand, that's okay. We can give them a hand. It's not easy. It's not easy, especially when you get up and start doing this for the first time. And I will tell you, when he started talking, and I'm trying to loosen up here a little bit, but I really felt the fire, brother. I felt the pressure. I feel like I'm under the examining glass here. So, <laughs> But I, I count it a privilege in your confidence, Pastor Riggin, for letting me come and minister the word of the Lord. Hopefully this won't be the last. <laughs> Amen. Uh, let's turn, and if you would stand for the reading of the word, let's turn to Psalm chapter 100. Psalm chapter 100. I had a couple other texts, but due to time, I don't want to try to hold you uh, too late. I was joking with Brother Jerry Hilton. Uh, I said, Pastor, just pull me on the coattails, and he says, well, hopefully they're long. <laughs> so, 
If he pulls my coattails or gives me a, a hook or whatever, that's fine. Uh, I, that's, that's the man of God in my life, and I'm thankful that, I know you're thankful that he's your man of God, but I'm thankful that he's my man of God. We're spoiled. We really are. We, okay, we're blessed. But I'm telling you, um, I've been around and I've seen a lot of churches, a lot of different places, and the true church has got it going on here. Uh, again, from the leadership down, I, I have not, I mean, we are just, just ripe, ripe for a spiritual harvest with souls and people coming into the house of God. That just excites me to know and to see just the trickling effect coming of people being touched by the power of God. But as pastor said, we haven't seen nothing yet. It hasn't even really begun. I mean, because God had to come and, you know, so what has to happen is the church has to wake up. The church has to be prepared for the harvest that God is bringing in for as far as the increase. Amen? Amen, amen. Psalm 100, the Bible says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. I'll say that again. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. Amen. If we can just pray uh, one more time. I know we've been praying, but let's just lift up our voice and just begin to talk to the Lord right now. Let's just give God some praise. Are you thankful to be able to come into his presence? I'm thankful again today, God, to come into your presence because of your goodness, because of your mercy, because of your grace. I'm so thankful, Lord, to be able to preach the gospel of peace and to testify about your goodness. Oh, God, let it be the, the part of every part of our fiber and every part of our being, everywhere that we go, that the reflection of the goodness of the Lord would be upon us uh, and that people would see the favor and the goodness of God upon the people of God here at the True Church. God, we give you praise and we give you glory and we give you honor because you are good and we enter your gates once again into your presence with thankfulness, Lord. I'm thankful to be alive. I'm thankful to be in the house of the Lord today. I'm thankful, Lord, because of brand new mercies and compassion and because of a blood covenant that you made, hallelujah, through baptism in the name of Jesus. God, we give you all the praise and all the glory and the honor in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk to you on the subject today, conformed or transformed conformed or transformed it's a mindset it's something that you have to really think about when you're living for the Lord because of the fact that you know we can just have religion we can just have a uh, 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 status quo and we can have church uh, on two and on four and, and just love to have uh, good music and good worship and as Pentecostals we really appreciate some good music we love to get our dance on we like to stomp we like to clap but I'm telling you and I contend with you today that we've got to understand that we can't just be conformed 
but we need to be transformed because conformity will just go so far. Conformity, you know, there's many times in the scripture when God would reconform some things. When God reconforms something, it's because he's setting a foundation in a base so that you can walk on that foundation and you won't get off in the direction of what God is wanting you to do. But then man comes in and he likes to conform some things and we get into legalism and we get into a lot of different things and we get into tradition and tradition is good pastor even mentioned that it gave me an opportunity I've learned it it's okay to be lighthearted a little bit <laughs> all right well praise the Lord uh, my other text you don't have to put it up but if you want is out of second Thessalonians chapter 2 uh, verse 13 the scripture says but we are bound and this is the apostle Paul speaking he says we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth, whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or epistle, now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, hath loved us and hath given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace. And then he says and ends that, uh, that chapter in verse 17, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good work. It says good word and work. So what I've come to tell you today what I've come to feel that I feel on my heart is that there's a lot of works there's a lot of things that you can be doing and you can say they're for the Lord but I've learned that sometimes I've thought I was doing things for the Lord and the Lord really wasn't behind that but what I have found is that when I have a spirit of thanksgiving Again, this is about being conformed and transformed. So I'm, I'm, I'm submitting to you today that if you get the revelation and the understanding to be a thankful person, God can begin to do his work in you and you'll be able to find the work and the word of what God is wanting to do in each and every one of our lives when we submit to God and understand that we've got to be thankful. Israel, they could have been. They could have been in the land of promise. But they say anywhere from a week to three weeks. But because of bickering and complaining, they, they did not get into the land of the promise and God annihilated generations of people that didn't make it because they complained. I've learned that complaining really doesn't do much. I've learned that complaining doesn't, especially if you're going to tell somebody else about it. But I have learned that if sometimes if I complain, I take it to the Lord, and then the Lord will begin to remind me of his goodness. Then the Lord will begin to remind me of his grace in my life. Then the Lord will begin to remind me of his mercy that is rich and new every day in his compassion that's in my life. And I'm so thankful because God reminds me that I am his child that I am the one that he's called are you the one that he's called today has God called you by name hallelujah have you been baptized in the name of Jesus there's no greater experience than being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ my friends my family they wrote me off they said Patrick's just getting religious again he's just getting just going back to church again but I'm telling you what changed 
changed my life was the name of Jesus Christ. It's the name of Jesus that saved me. It's the name of Jesus that delivered me. It's the name of Jesus that gave me the grace to still live for the Lord today. If it had not been for the Lord, I don't know where I'd be. But I know I'm in the will of God tonight because I've learned to trust him and learn to be thankful. You wonder why Brother Larson likes to leap and jump. I'm telling you, he changed me. I'm not the same man that I used to be. He cleaned me up. If you could see who I was before, if you could see what the Lord's brought me from, you wouldn't believe it. Your, your jaw would be hitting the ground. You'd say, yeah, you, you, God, you would use somebody like that? Absolutely. God is willing to use anybody that wants to be used. It doesn't matter if you're poor. It doesn't matter if you're rich. It doesn't matter if you're black or white or any other killer. I'm telling you, God don't care. All he's looking for is a willing vessel. All he's looking for is somebody that wants to be used by God. Oh, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Woo! Pastor alluded to it a couple weeks ago. I believe it was a Sunday morning service. Uh, John chapter 4, verse 23. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers, everybody say true worshipers. Ask yourself, am I a true worshiper? Ask yourself, am I really a true worship? Is my worship pleasing to God? Is my worship, does he smile when I begin to lift up my hands? Does, does he begin to be moved when I begin to move into his presence? Regardless if I feel his presence or not, he's still worthy of a hand clap. He's still worthy of a leap. He's still worthy of something, something, because he is my creator. He's your creator. Jesus was speaking to the woman that came up to him and said, I, 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 you want some water? And he said, Jesus said, I'm the water. I'm the water that you'll be able to drink from and you'll never be thirsty again. I'm telling you, that's the type of God that we serve and we are sons and daughters of the most high God. And when you begin to lift up your name, when you begin to lift up the name of Jesus... Amen. The hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father. And I would try to do my best to go ahead and lead and worship and praise, but I can't do it. Your pastor can't do it. The ministers can't. We all got to get to doing the same thing and begin to worship the Lord and praise the Lord and create an atmosphere of God's power in His presence. We sang about His healing today, Brother Nelson. If you need healing, are you, do you believe enough? Or are you thankful enough that God can meet that need even right now? Right now. We don't need to, to, to some healing or some miracle a couple of weeks from now. We need it now because of the fact that uh, I, just looking at the word and looking at the signs of the time, uh, I, I love it. Uh, what do you call that now? Uh, uh, eminent return. 
I'm an imminent return believer. For now on, somebody says, what do you believe in pre, post, trib, all that? I'm just going to say I'm an imminent return believer. I know that Jesus could come back at any time. And I'll tell you, if you're thankful, if you're thankful, you're going to be looking for that sky. But when we get our eyes off of Jesus, when we get off our eyes off ourselves, and we keep our eyes on other things, you're not thankful as much. And I knew I was in the Holy Ghost because last night my supervisor called me and she's like, I've got a trip to Topeka. Okay, well, you're probably like, oh, okay, well, he's going to make, Brother Larson going to make some money, but I drive for the cruise uh, for Union Pacific. I take them different places. But Topeka, my wife already knows if I hear the word Topeka, I get, I get a little bickery and I start wanting to complain because it don't pay much. Just being honest. And then I got another, another job after that, which was a, what they call a, um, what's that called? Uh, a remote, which means you could be going anywhere out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, it was a remote, and it was maybe about 50 miles. So it was another like, kind of like a Topeka trip. I really did, I, it, you know, you work a lot of different, you work a lot of hours doing it, but you don't get paid as much. Okay, so anyways, I was bickering, and I was grumbling in my spirit. But the Lord put a check on me last night, and he says, am I providing? Am I, am I you know, what, are you breathing? Are you walking? What do you really, if you want to complain, I'll give you something to complain about, so to speak. So I'm telling you right now, I want to please the Lord. And like I said, when you, when you talk to the Lord and complain to him, he'll, he'll get you back in line. And he'll remind you of his goodness. He'll remind you of the peace of God. I'm going to try to wrap up right now real quick. But these young men did a good job. Good job, Brother Kaiser, Brother Jaheem. I finally, got, I finally remembered how to say your name without having to write it down and then come back and say, oh, hey, Brother Jaheem. <laughs> but they mentioned fear, both of them. Gideon was very fearful. He felt inadequate. He didn't think that, that he could be worthy to be used by God. But look at the end of the story and how God used him. God had to confirm his word a few times, more than a few, but he did. And what did Gideon do? He stepped out. But I'll tell you, I think it was more, it was more um, awesome that he actually, I don't know if it was his father-in-law or his father, and they tore down the temple. And they used that word, that, the, the wood from that, that offers a sacrifice um, to, to the God of Israel. I believe I'm in the right place. I don't have it right in front of me. But, you know, that, that was courageous. And he did something, and, and there's something that's innate. There's something that's... 9 and verse 30 says, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. The scripture says, the scripture says, uh, now unto him, then this is Psalm uh, chapter... This is, I got the right scripture, huh? Happens to me too, Brother Jaheim. Hallelujah. Even if I have my pages marked. All sticking together. Praise the Lord. Psalm, here we go. Here we go. 90. 
95, 1 through 3. It says, O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all. In fact, the book of Revelation says that he's the king of the saints. Hallelujah. He's our king. He is the one that is there for every need, every supply, everything that you go through. He's ready and willing to be there with you and to walk with you. I read that, that was so profound when Brother Savala was walking with you and just talking about in that beautiful illustration the Lord just wants to walk with you he wants to take you by the hand he just wants to be with you he wants to be your friend he wants to be your God he wants to be your peacemaker and if I'm telling you I'm telling you I know this if you get the mindset that I'm going to be thankful regardless of the circumstances and the things that I can see because it's the things that we can see that gets us sidetracked I got a message that I preached about about sidetracks and getting past the barriers of noise you got to get up into the quiet place you got to get into to that covert place uh, in the place where God is there to where you can get intimate with him uh, and you can begin to speak to him uh, and he can begin to whisper into your ear and he can begin to love on you but you can't do that uh, uh, just in the, 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 the modern day of, of, of common day in and out uh, you got to get away from the social media you got to get away from the job you got to get away from all those places and come into his presence uh, and begin to talk to him begin to cry to him your pains and your frustration the good times and rejoice with him in the good times whatsoever things are lovely whatsoever things of a good report in the Bible Paul said think on these things think of the good things of what God has done David said I will praise him with songs of deliverance and I could go on and on and on and on I could go on and on and on. God has done for Lord. We're a church family tonight. Why don't you just Lord, hallelujah. I said it's the Lord. It's the Lord. He's surely in this place. He's surely doing something in this place right now. I believe the Lord is bringing fresh anointing of revelation into the minds of some people that know what I'm talking about is true. It may have been a little bit ago, and we're, we're, I know you're thankful. And the Lord's saying, I know you're thankful today. But can you go a little bit deeper? Can you remember a little bit more? Remember a little bit more of the time, Patrick, when you were riddled with drugs. Riddled with all different types of spirits and wrestling with darkness and didn't even know what I was wrestling with. But God... And you can say that, but God, for yourself, not for Brother Larson, but for yourself, point to yourself and say, but God, but God did it for me. God did something for me. And it's your testimony of what you can tell somebody. You may have been in church all your life, but you still had to come and receive the Holy Ghost just like a sinner out. We all got to come. It, it all, everything's equal at Calvary at the cross. And if you don't remember anything else, I, I, I had a whole bunch more, but I'm telling you, if you don't remember anything else, let your thankfulness be Calvary. Let your thankfulness, and that's, I, I looked at the scripture when I was reading it out of Thessalonians. I, I, I come back to the scripture. Paul said we are bound to give thanks. Bound. Why? 
just didn't make sense to me. I had to go deeper to understand. Why would he say we're bound? Because Paul understood redemption. Paul was a murderer. Paul was a no good, bad to the bone. I don't know what you want to call him, but he was, he was nasty. Yeah, he had a love. He had a love for zealousness and uh, killing and persecuting Christians. But there was a day that Paul came to meet the Master. And he understood that this isn't just something that I'm, I'm compelled to do. Just I'm, I'm preaching to you, conformed or transformed. We got to get rid of the mindset of, of, of tradition and service times and this and that and all these things. We need to break the mold of all that and let God be God however He wants to work, however He wants to move because it's your testimony, it's my testimony that changes people. And if we're thankful, God will conform. He offer it for a thanksgiving. Then He shall offer with a sacrifice of thanksgiving. You know what the true sacrifice of thanksgiving is? It's giving God your everything. Giving Him all your heart. Giving Him your mind. All the strength that you have inside. Even in the weaknesses, God will be strong in it and lift you and exalt you when you humble yourself before Him and you give Him and offer Him the sacrifice of thanksgiving. We're going to sing this song. I asked Brother Hilton to sing it. Let's just worship the Lord and give God praise tonight. I love you, Lord.